Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports, local leader. sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset. The midway points of today's show, the 4 o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo show, we get you caught up on everything going on in sports, this is where you come, one stop shopping right here, everything you need, right here, one spot. 4 o'clock reset. Start with the Arizona Cardinals coaching search. Obviously, no new concrete news when it comes to that, but certainly still plenty of reports of interviews and conversations and whatnot. Let's get everybody caught up on this. According to Albert Breer of Sports Illustrated, Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan has an interview with Arizona today. We expected that one. According to Josina Anderson, Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn could get a second Second look for the gig as well, whether that is informal or formal, we're not sure. And then according to the San Francisco Chronicles, Mike Silver, the 49ers could have interest in replacing D'Amico Ryans with current Cardinals defensive coordinator Vance Joseph, though in that report, Silver also points out that Vance Joseph is still a viable, his word, not mine, viable candidate to be the next coach of the Cardinals. A lot of stuff out there to kind of dissect right now, Gambo. Yeah, and 49ers have been in on Vance several times, 2015, 2017. They liked him as a defensive coordinator in 2015. They, they interviewed him for a head coach in 2017. He ended up getting the Broncos job. Uh, but So they've had their eyes on Vance several times, so that does make some sense. Obviously, with Fangio going to Miami, now I thought Fangio may go back to the 49ers, but if he truly is going to Miami, then Vance to San Francisco would make sense if he is not going to be the head coach here. Yeah, um, it's it, it, interesting that, that Vance is still being labeled a viable candidate to be the next head coach. I don't deny that or doubt it. It's just that we, we haven't heard a whole lot about Vance until now. The other thing to consider, too, and, and this is something that Albert Breer points out in one of his tweets, today was Callahan's first interview with the Cardinals. Arizona, in his words, has not had and may not have a second round of interviews. Now, Dan Quinn got a second one but that was only because the first one was over a Zoom call for like 45 minutes or an hour. Um, they, they've really only done first interviews. I read today the Colts Gambo might do a third round of interviews for the ones that they really like. That they wow. take, a li- take a list, pare it down, pare it down again, and do a third round of interviews for their head coach. Doesn't that job. tell you that they may not know what the heck they're doing? Or Who gets a third round of interviews? Honestly, or that there's some real division within that organization over who yeah. hire. That's kind of what that time is. A, I always have a difficult time with that because, as you know, I've never had a job interview in my life. <laughs> it's true. I know. Eric's laughing. It's true. Eric's laughing right now. Laura, I've never had a job interview. Not yep. once in my life did I ever have a job interview. Yeah, the only reason why you're a talk show host is all your mob buddies basically threatened everybody in Arizona radio. They did not. And they because- did not. They think somebody saw some talent here. So this guy says a future potential. I mean, all right, you got potential and you got potential. Yes, no, I've never had a job interview. I never sat down across from somebody and they asked me questions about you know, whether I wanted to take the job and I've never had a job interview. Well, you're you have potential. You have... Oh, boy. When you're affiliated with the mafia, you don't need job interviews. You know, doors just kind of magically open. 
so I've heard anyway. Damn, I was trying to think that maybe I had some talent. (laughs) (laughs) And you're saying everybody thought I was going to get whacked. (laughs) So I better hire him. Uh, Better hire him. I don't want want his uncle is. End up sleeping next to a horse's head or something like that, right? (laughs) Maybe maybe Uncle Carmine Persico made some calls before I got jobs. May want to hire this kid. Maybe. No, you are the very rare exception to have gotten as far in life as you have with never having had a job interview. I can assure you, job interviews are no fun. For the Suns, last night, maybe their worst loss of the season. The trouble is that we've got about a half dozen of games just like last night to kind of compare it to. It's been Man, sort how of could an, that not be the worst? Uh, it, it, it's got to be one of them, certainly, if, if not the worst. They lost at home to the Hawks, 132-100. to 100. After the game, Monty Williams acknowledged they are trying to keep Cam Johnson on a little bit of a pitch count out there. We're trying to, our best to just manage his minutes. You know, it's, it's tough on him. It's hard to get a rhythm. Um, there's a, a minute cap that we try to stay um, close to, and you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it because I think it it hurts the player. But you have to do it um, to try to build for the long haul. And so there have been games this year where I kind of pushed him a little too much. Tonight was one of those games that we tried, I tried to manage his minutes, and I think I hurt him in that regard. I, I would tell everybody, when Devin Booker comes back, be ready for the same thing. It's going to be the same yeah. thing with Devin Booker. Well, lose by, 80, lose by 80, you can manage everybody's minutes real well when you lose by that much. <laughs> That's true. It does help. You don't have to play the second half. Forget about the fourth quarter. You don't even need to play the second half. Now, next up for the Suns, they start a five-game road trip Friday against the Boston Celtics. Devin Booker, it was reported today by Adrian Wojnarowski that the Nets game Tuesday of next week, the one being kind of circled as a potential return for Book, and that very much fits in with the reporting Gambo's had the last couple of days about a five-day ramp-up yes. for Devin Booker. It would seem to think that the, the Nets game is the is the day. Yeah, and the ramp-up is something that's very important to them to make sure that when they get him back, they get him back, and it's not going to be any issue. So they'll they'll test him over five days. They'll work with him over five days, and that way when he does come back and play, they don't have any fear that he's going to re-injure it, re-aggravate it. One other thing about the Phoenix Suns, and this is new to the 4 o'clock reset. We just got alerted to this story on our website at ArizonaSports.com. A story from TSN's Josh Lewinberg that was published today includes a very interesting tidbit about the Toronto Raptors and DeAndre Ayton. Quote, Toronto was close to acquiring DeAndre Eaton from Phoenix in a sign-and-trade last summer, according to a source. Perhaps there's a deal to be made with the Suns, who are said to be one of OG Ananobi's many suitors, close quote. I wonder. I'll I'll double-check on that. Um... I don't know that that's... I'll find out. I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about that this real soon. Give me a few minutes. Let me see what I can find out about that. I mean, I was I was really up on the DeAndre Ayton stuff throughout the entire summer, that Indiana was going to sign him to the offer sheet, that there was going to be a sign and trade, that the Nets had no interest. I don't remember what my reporting was on Toronto and whether they had interest or not, so I'll go back and take a look. They've always been kind of linked to DeAndre Ayton one way or another. Um, you, you know, again, the Toronto Raptors and the Phoenix Suns are going to be linked quite Quite a bit over the next week. Trade deadlines one week from today. We all better get ready for a lot of Toronto Suns kind of linkage. But I, I know whether there was a sign and trade 
you know, on the verge of happening or not, it's always been at least rumored that Toronto is interested in DeAndre Eaton. That's always been part of yes, the conversation. Yes, they have been interested in centers because they've lost theirs over the years. So yeah. they have been interested in centers. I, I'll try to see what I can find out and dig up on my old reporting on that. All right, college basketball tonight. Big night men's college yes. basketball locally. Number five, U of A takes on Oregon at 8.30. More on that in a moment. ASU hosts Oregon State tonight in what is virtually a must-win game for ASU. That one tips off at 6 o'clock here on the Arizona Sports app and on 98.7. ASU, basically, according to all the bracketologists on the outside looking in right now, of the field of 64, they've got some work to do, Gambo. Yeah, no question. And we've, talk, we've talked about the ending with UCLA, USC, and U of A all on the road. Listen, I'll take it another step further. I've seen that you know Bobby Hurley might be one of those coaches on the hot seat right now with some of the struggles that they've had, you know, because they got off to such a good start and now they're not playing well and they're losing all these games and they might not make the tournament and they've got the they don't have any really good like non-conference wins and they've got a couple of bad losses and so that's something that was pretty interesting that Bobby Hurley might be on a hot seat if that team does not get to the NCAA tournament. Okay, that's a 6 o'clock tip time here on Arizona Sports. Now as far as the Wildcats are concerned, they Let's take go. on the Ducks at 8.30 and this has always been a bit of a kryptonite game for U of A and these two teams are kind of expected to be the centerpiece of the conference when UCLA leaves for the Big Ten. This might be the new big rivalry in the Pac-12, potentially. Yeah, yeah, since Dana Altman's second season at Oregon, that was in 2011-2012, the Wildcats are just 7-14 and against the Ducks, and only 4-5 and against Oregon and McHale. They're 4-5 and against Oregon and McHale. So you look at that and you say, okay, at one point, up until the win last year, the Ducks had won three straight games in McHale. You know how hard it is to win in McHale? It's one of the best home court advantages in all of college basketball. And Oregon has had some real success there. So real interested in watching this game tonight and seeing if Arizona can take care of the Ducks. Yeah, and obviously ASU, going back to them for just a second, wins tonight against Oregon State. That game this weekend against Oregon becomes big, 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 because those are basically two bubble teams that will be playing each other, or potential bubble teams that will be playing each other. So again, that game coming up tonight here on the Burns and Gambo Show, right after the Burns and Gambo Show.